0: So don't hold if you're the leader don't be holding your team back by your poor taste yeah that's the blunt way to say it
1: or by anything that's not your
0: yeah your your thing put the best taste maker in the judge role and see what okay. happens your, right. your team will thank you welcome to WorkWise, the growth mindset for wisdom at work i'm ken Kennard, chief creative officer and creativity coach at accent interactive and joining me is Michael Boys from Credo Consulting. Today we talk about the judge role in the creative process. Uh, we've discussed the explorer and the artist and now it's time for the judge. And whether you work by yourself or in a team, I think you'll find something valuable here that you can take with you and improve your creative output.
1: Okay, Ken, hey, it's uh, it's been like a day since I've seen you.
0: Well, welcome back to my face. Here's what I look like.
1: It still looks the same. <laughs> as it did a day ago. Yeah. But I saw a picture of us like 8 years ago. It's a bit different.
0: Yeah. How do I, how did I look 8 years ago? Younger. Was I this handsome or less handsome 8 years ago? Um You were less handsome. Yeah. You're aging well. Oh, thanks. Well. You know, maybe you're just getting more familiar with looking at me. You've lost your perspective. Maybe I've lost my eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm not as critical as I once was. Oh, interesting is your is your judge slipping? My judge, um,
1: my socks slip.
0: Okay, but, but your my, judge, my
1: judge, maybe my judge is. Do my you think judge.
0: if we if we're too familiar with each other, we've lo- we, we we've lost our ability to really be helpful and critical in in an interesting way? Or you just know how to push my buttons now? I know where they all are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Including the one on your back. I don't think I like where this
0: conversation's going.
1: <laughs> so anyway, we'll forget that. So so, uh, um, what have you been working on since I've last seen you? Well, I've been working on a brochure this Oh, morning. you have? Yeah. Well, can I see it? No.
0: What? No. Yeah. It, well, you eventually... We're, we're buddies. You, I know, but eventually you I, you could see it, but I just feel like it's not ready. I mean, it's... it's uh, it's a little. It's a little early. It's what? a little fragile. What's that mean? Like, well, I don't Come on want. Now. To, you're holding I, back on me I here. Don't, I don't want you to judge this as being like what I really, what I think is good, because it's. I'm right. not sure it's really there yet. So, I don't know. I just. I so you're just afraid. Don't, why? Why do you always take this to the to the heart level? You
1: know, last time we talked about the fear thing.
0: Yeah, I remember.
1: And you're still afraid. I mean, have I traumatized you by telling you to look out? Is that what happened? Have I traumatized you?
0: Don't don't judge me, Mike.
1: All right. I won't judge you. So you're afraid that I I might judge you, Well, that I, I mean, might think lesser of you, that I might think put, that your standards are low. I put a lot low. of
0: myself into my creative work. And if you, if you say there's something wrong with this, you're going to be basically saying there's something wrong with me. I'm not sure I'm ready for that. I would rather manage and control that conversation by... Either a series of disclaimers or polishing it until it's really ready right. or, um, you know, just, just touching it. You want to protect yourself. Y- exactly.
1: And, and the umbilical cord that attaches you to your work. Right. Right. I got you. I I'm, got I'm you. a
0: fragile creative.
1: So, so if, if, if I, if I understand that like, this is just a, a work in action and that you've thrown ideas down, it's conceptual and it's not, You don't think it's there yet. You'd feel much better about me looking at
0: it. Sure, I'd have to trust you as a fellow creative. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) Are you worthy of of my my trust? trust. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, so yes. Am I worthy of your trust? Later, you will be. But for right now, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not ready for you.
1: You're a scaredy cat. He's a scared of me. All right. So we are here today, Ken, uh, as our audience may have guessed, to talk yes. about one of our uh, roles, one of the elements of creativity.
0: Right. The judge role in the, the creative judge. process. So we've already addressed Explorer, which is the yep. first one. We've addressed Artist. Mm-hmm the one who makes something and now we're in to judge that key role in the creative process where we decide if it's good enough or if it needs refinement or and what to do with it. Does
1: that explain why you're wearing your like graduation robe?
0: What do, what do you mean my graduation robe? Well, you
1: have a robe on. I just figured it was from your college graduation and you were just reminiscing. This, this is what I wear,
0: Mike. This is, this is my shirt. This, I, this is my work shirt. He's wearing a robe like a judge group i think it's some somebody's graduation <laughs> i want something to provide the proper contrast to my white flowing curling hair <laughs> this is what does it i see i see and the
1: gavel is explained there too that gigantic gavel hanging in your office yeah all right so 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 i gather that when we uh we produce some work that someone has to judge it right like so, so who, who, who does the judging? What's the judging thing all about?
0: Well, <clears throat> it's interesting because if you're, if you're a solo artist, solo creative, and you, you can play all four of the roles yourself, uh, or you might have someone else play the role of judge. And a lot of times when people say they want to collaborate with someone, one of the things they're really asking for, though they don't know it, is they really want to play some but not all of the roles and they want someone else who's strong at the other roles that Mm. they don't want to play and often the one that a that an artist wants to find is a good judge right someone who is his uh can be appropriately critical and encouraging strengthen ideas provide the kind of feedback that makes them better deciding what to toss and what to what to keep yeah Um, and even deciding Okay, maybe this is a great idea, but not for this purpose. Maybe right. this belongs somewhere else. Yeah. So the judge is the role that's all about making those decisions. Right. And it's it's worth exploring that a little bit more to figure out how to how yeah. to play that well. If if that's going to be part of your responsibility in the creative process.
1: Yeah, I know that I often I often uh, need folks to play that for me. Like I, if I'm writing something or doing something, I, I want to do it because I like it or I'm excited about it or. I have a pet peeve Mm -hmm. and I kind of know maybe this doesn't belong here, Yeah, but I just want someone to go, Mike, do you really think this belongs here? And I just go, Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) But I still want to express it (laughs) and then get rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But if they don't say
0: that, I'm like, yeah, so what you're pointing to is an example of a judge artist interaction gone yeah. well, yeah. where you, you, you're, you have the complete freedom to throw that stuff on there, even though you've got questions about it right. and the judge has full freedom to question things and, 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 and you, you kind of go where you think you need to go. Right. Like it gets tossed out. I'm curious if you've ever had an artist judge interaction with you playing the artist and someone else playing the judge that didn't go so well.
1: Oh my gosh. Can I tell you? So. I was a bit younger, and um, I was uh, working for a larger company, and our, our director was retiring. And we were going to do a little bit of a roasty kind of thing with them. and I wrote this thing because no one else wanted to do it. I did this, like, jokey, roasty thing um, that I thought was just tremendous. I thought it was hilarious. And th- this woman who's a writer in our group got hold of it, and she just changed it entirely. Oh, my. Like it didn't even have the same meaning, and I'm like, "Oh, you've ruined the whole." And I got and I got angry because you could see I'm like yeah. I was like I was like I contained my anger. I got flushed, and um and I just let it go. But I was like, y- that this ruined the whole thing. Yeah, like the whole joke's not there anymore.
0: Right. Yeah. So that's a judge that just took over as artist uh, because they didn't really provide the the role of sounding board, right? of of questions, right? Uh, asking what you were going for, getting real clarity on that, she helping just re-did you get there. It. Just yeah, scrap yeah. your idea. I'm going with mine. Yeah.
1: And, and and she went with what the, with what she thought was the idea, <laughs> right? Which so it could also say that the idea I was trying to convey. Yeah, maybe it didn't get across too.
0: Yeah, it, it could be that you had a great idea that wasn't well expressed, right. or it could be that she just wasn't buying the idea. Yeah, like no, this doesn't work here.
1: And I'm I'm a little more goofy than she was. She was a pretty serious. Girl. Yeah,
0: yeah. So what you're pointing to is a key part of the artist judge interaction is is real clarity yeah. about what we're going for here. Right? Who's playing what role? What is the expected outcome? Mm-hmm. What is the range of options that the judge has mm-hmm. for giving feedback? Are you looking for a complete rewrite if that's yeah. necessary? Do you want yeah. minor tweaking? Are you at the beginning of the process where you're just trying to get the ball rolling? You want to mm-hmm. check: Am I on the right direction? Yeah. Or at the end of the process where you're saying, "Look, this is publishing tomorrow. Good or bad? All I really need is a little grammar, spell check, mm-hmm. polishing. You know, um, help me make this as good as it can be without right. without the time to rethink it and right. reimagine it." Yeah,
1: and I think there were two other things at play there as well. One of them was. Just my immaturity as a collaborator, yeah, and the other was taste, yeah, like you know, I'm a bit goofy at times,
0: yeah, and this or, and this may not have aligned with her taste or what she imagined the taste of this opportunity needing exactly, yeah, that's a really key part of the judge role is 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 having that skill of taste, right. and we all know that. Uh, But I think of taste as kind of like the tip of the iceberg. Taste is what happens at the very end of the process where you have invested all this time that no one else sees under the surface of... Having a lot of experiences, looking at really good stuff, right. thinking about it hard, analyzing and deconstructing stuff that really is good and mm-hmm. worthy, and and even picking apart some things that are not worthy and spending the time to go through and analyze and critique yeah. and refine. So would it be style maybe? Would that be the... That's part of it. Maybe uh, style? Taste is the essential thing. Style is how that taste is exhibited. Um, but you can't have a good judge without without good taste. Right. Um And you know, one person that comes to mind that's really put in that work is is uh, Steve Jobs. I know we've talked about Steve before at Apple as kind of being the tastemaker early on. Especially when people think about Steve Jobs, they think about how critical he was and how what high standards he has. Yeah, what they don't hear a lot is the work that you put in to develop those high standards. So for example, one thing that was written about in his biography, Steve Jobs by Walter Isaacson, um, he talks about how Steve, when they were first trying to design the Macintosh, how he actually spent time studying appliances, especially the Cuisinart. And he would go into these uh, stores, department stores and get all these devices and bring them home and study them and figure out how they worked and why they, th- why they looked the way they did. What was it that made them attractive? And they all knew as a design directive, they wanted the Mac to be friendly, but what does right. it mean that something's friendly, yeah. you know? And so they looked at things they thought were friendly and he was doing that work of, of, of trying to figure out what, what does it Take to make this thing the way we want it to to be made. Right. And they ended up standardizing on the rounded rectangle as a really friendly shape. Hmm. And if you look at all the dialogue boxes, if you look at all the windows, you've got all these rounded rectangles. yeah, even the machines, the hardware themselves, you know, right, they don't right. they're not square and sharp on the edges. they kind of round off. yeah, and that became one of the big, you know taste elements, uh, one of the things that shaped his judge.
1: And it's actually the standard for most products in those categories today, in right. terms of the physical.
0: That's right. The physical, and, and even some of the many of the uh, uh, non-physical, many many of the virtual, you know, yeah. dialog boxes, windows, things like right. that. Yeah. And you know, when Microsoft was trying to innovate, what did they do? They they needed to be different. Right. Uh, so they they made everything square and tileish right. yeah. and recently, yeah. and that became you know distinctive for them. Yeah. Uh, not rounded. Um, so. Uh, so, so if you want to be a good judge and you want to develop good taste, what do you do? I think one of the things you need to do is put in the hard work yeah. of looking at more stuff, thinking about it harder. Yeah. And the stuff you look at is the stuff that's that gives you the same message and impression yeah. that you're trying to to give with right. your, with your stuff. Analyze it, deconstruct it, and figure out what it is yeah. that makes it work, and then allow that to guide your taste. So, Ken, we we do talk
1: about Steve Jobs a lot, at, you know, in, throughout the creative process. Where do you see him being a judge? Is there like a really good example you know of?
0: Well, the the famous example I would think of is when the Macintosh was first coming out and the engineers had a very long boot time. Like it took a couple minutes just to start the machine up. And he came down and said, look, it's taking too long to start up. You got to shave this down, you know? And just think about shaving 10 seconds off of the boot time. If you realize how many millions of people are going to be using this machine and how many times a day, you know, that's gonna right. really add up. Right. I mean, if you just, even 10 seconds times millions of times is gonna be a lifetime. Well, I mean, you could, could actually be saving a life by shaving 10 seconds off. Right. So back to the studio for you, figure it out. You gotta make this shorter. Right. And that kind of ruthless, uh, high standard right. of, you know, and, and also and he, the way you said comm- just do it. And it, well, and he communicated why, yeah. you know, this matters. Here's why. Right. Um, that, that, you know, they wanted to shave the time off anyway, but this really gave focus and clarity to like, hey, this matters. Our this, work matters. It's not just a good idea.
1: We must do this. Right. Right.
0: And they did. Yeah. You
1: know, I think that um, it, it strikes me that um, whenever you have a judge role, um uh, it requires breaking things down, analysis, which is hard work. It's thinking time. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, and it's 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 not just coming in and like critiquing, giving your opinion, and and to and to give then give good feedback, then requires that you have broken something down and understand its elemental parts as to how they go together.
0: Yeah, that's what makes you helpful and part of the team. That's what differentiates a judge from a critic. A critic is outside the team just giving an opinion. I like this. I don't like that that's not what a judge is doing. It's part of what a judge is doing, but the judge goes a step further and says, here's how I think we can make this better or try more of this and Mm -hmm. less of that. Or here's where, where the refinement would give you the best bang for the buck Mm -hmm. or even, Hey, this is going in a great direction, but it's not, it's not achieving the goal we thought we were trying to achieve. This would be better for something else. Let's save this or shelve this or, or send you in another direction. So it's that kind of experience that the judge has and brings to the creative team that is so essential. Uh, for the success. Otherwise, without a good judge, you're just publishing anything. You're publishing good and bad. and You don't really even know the difference. Right.
1: So it's helpful and directive. Yes. But you said, you know, like that a person themselves, the same artist is their own can be also be their own yes. judge
0: and a classic and, and, and what's interesting to see what when when a judge when a individual tries to play artist and judge what happens yeah. and there's yeah. a great example of this that i want to i want to play for yeah. you yeah uh there's an artist illustrator by the name of christoph neiman this is a guy who has done illustrations for the covers of the new yorker and the atlantic uh, magazine uh-huh. and so on and so on okay um, Well-known We've all seen him yeah. Yes you, you would know his work If you saw it probably Yeah um, But he was recently featured In a documentary That Netflix just came out With this year Okay uh, It's called Abstract oh. And he was in the first episode Of that And I would love to play Just a little clip for you Where he talks about This relationship Between the artist and judge Okay And and then let's see If we can tease out Some lessons from how He handles this Playing both roles Fantastic
1: I'm wondering, it almost seems like, you know, the creator of your pieces and you as editor of your pieces are two different people. Yes.
0: I need to be in control and I need to have a very clear sense of where I'm going and why something's working and not working. On the other hand, I've also realized that being more free-spirited is necessary. I found that I need to develop these two personas separately, be a much more ruthless editor, and be a much more careless artist. This I find physically exhausting, but there's good stuff happening there. So uh,
1: what did you notice there? I noticed that he said he was separating himself into two distinct people that kind of have nothing to do with one another. They're kind of moving in opposite directions, (laughs) aren't they? Yeah. One one was ruthless, and the other one was like fearlessly reckless or something. Yes. Like he just was going to do whatever came to mind.
0: Yeah. Free to do that. Yeah.
1: And then later on, Later on, he'd be ruthless, but he's going to allow himself to <laughs> right, express that, right. whatever that was, first.
0: Yeah, it's almost like two different people, he gives right? Them two different personas. Right, right. One has all of the energy moving in one direction. Mm-hmm. It's about control. That's the judge. It's about control and analyzing why is it working, why why is it not working. Right. He needs to be able to put some guidance on this process, right. right? And and it's knowing that that is there, that he's got that judge. Roll right. down, and then it is so ruthless and so controlling, is what frees him up in the right. artist role to be carefree mm-hmm. and free-spirited and play and just kind of go wherever something takes him. Right. This this is this is the strength of having these roles intact and distinct. Right. Is that they they allow each part in the process to really yeah. shine when it needs to shine. Yeah.
1: And so, what this makes me think of, Ken, is you know, classic trying to be creative in organizations, and um, people just feel like there's no time to be creative. We have to judge as we're creating. I had to, I had this in a session just recently. I was doing strategic planning with a group, and they, you know, I, the person said, well, "It's a waste of time to just bring up any ideas. Mm. Let's just go with what we know what works." <laughs> right yeah. and and it was a situation where they cl- they're going to have to find new solutions cuz yes. what they were doing isn't going to take them there yeah but they feel like yeah we know what we have to do yeah and so we don't have the luxury of spending this time and they were senior people yeah and, but It's that, you know, it's the knowledge of what the creative process is. Yes. And really believing it.
0: Right. So I would say to that, in that scenario, it's a perfect scenario to bring up. um, There are times when you don't have enough time to rethink it and be creative, right? right? Yeah. And if it just has to work, then you probably are better off figuring out what has worked in the past. Let's get something that is safe and let's get it out the door. Right. But you just need to know when you do that, you're not likely to find innovation there. You're not going to find creative Nothing, solutions no. with that process. That's not the path that takes you to new breakthroughs right. that give you a huge right. uh, leap forward, a new generation, an entire, you know, level forward. You're just going to get incremental progress with that. You might get you might get five percent improvement this year with that process. You're not going to get 50%. Uh, and so if you're really going for breakthrough and in innovation, you're going to have to take the time for the creative process. And it'll be worth it if a solution really can move you forward that far. And that's what innovative things do. Right. And And we think about this t- in terms of children. Children are really good at the imaginative, playful, coming up with something that's new. They're not as strong as coming up at coming up with something that works, because frankly, they don't know what works. They don't have the experience for that. Right. Adults, on the other hand, are highly skilled and trained and it's been sort of right it's been sort of beaten into us you get paid for what works right mm-hmm. you get your job performance is basically how many of the things that you did work and how many of those right. things that worked right. how beneficial were they right and so, we're going to judge you on yeah.
1: that so there's a quote something to the effect of you know to the
0: novice there are a million
1: possibilities to the expert
0: none or <laughs> yeah. one you know <laughs> right right <laughs> right and so so the key there is just like we want to bring both sides of our brain together to solve problems, we want to bring both sides of the creative equation together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've got to have, on the one hand, the innovative novel things. We also need things that work. And so knowing when to do both of them. And you see that in this artist judge. It's just the personas that are embodying that. The artist wants to play and come up with something new. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't even know if what he does today will ever take him there. Right. The judge wants something that works and has standards and is, is ruthless about it. And I think that, that when they both come together, you get something that, that's both. Now you have something that, where the creative process is really firing, yeah. and you're really producing fantastic stuff. That's
1: great. That's great. So, so how, do you, how, how well do you do that? I mean, is, is it easier for you to be a judge to your own I, stuff? I think here's, here's what I do.
0: I, just like you, you heard in that presentation, it, it's almost like two personas. Mm-hmm. I will completely separate, uh, as much as I can, my artist from my judge. Right. Uh, so if I'm creating now, I'm not also judging now. Okay. And I will completely put aside the, you know, finish the creative session. Ideally, come back tomorrow, a different day, a different place, I completely separate from it. Change right. my clothes, take a shower, go to another location, right. whatever kind of separation I can do physically yeah. and mentally, and then come at in the judge role. Come to the creative work with fresh perspective, and it, it kind of allows me to separate because emotionally, I I don't want I don't want to to be judged right now. I'm right. I, you know I, I'm the creative person, right? right. But, but that distance of time and space. Allows me to come at it with some ruthlessness. Right. And say, you know what? Today's a new day, and this is a piece of crap. Right. This, it just doesn't work. <laughs> it's not good enough. And, right. and here's why. And I can see more why now. Right. You step um, back. You um, so let you go. really let go, really yeah. step back. Ideally, you have uh, in a team someone you trust and know that, like you were talking about, that, that can be in it with you, mm-hmm. not just a critic, but a judge that's in the process. And you've got good relationship of trust. You have a history of doing this. So you Mm -hmm. can go rely on that history to make it more efficient and effective. Um, So I will take things to someone who I know is good at this. And we've had a relationship to say, give me some feedback. Here's the feedback I'm looking for. Here's where I am in the process. Here's what I think would be helpful to me. Can you answer these three questions about it?
1: So how does that play out with clients? Because both of us are in this yeah, for the client. yeah, and we're creating things for the client. The client ultimately
0: is in a judge role. A lot of times they are. And what I try to do, I, I, I've changed the way I do this. I, I used to just finish the work b- behind the curtain <clears throat> and then come out and say, ta-da. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and really, you know. And hope uh, for, oh, that's yeah, wonderful. Right. And then just put my rose-colored glasses on and just listen to the parts that were positive, right? Right, right. Um, what, I've, what I've learned over time is, is to include clients earlier in right. the process and actually yeah. uh, model for them the openness, the vulnerability, the, the the fact that the creative process kind of can meander a little bit. Right. Not to the point that I'm dragging them through every, every sketch, th- yeah, right. but to the point where they, they start to get it. Right. They start to feel included. I get their feedback early and often um, so that they can help shape it. And they like that too, because really they want... They want. They want to be involved. They want to in be
1: involved. Yeah. They just can't be because of
0: time and resources and <laughs> or, all that. Yeah, it could be time, resources, skill. Yeah. Uh, they don't know the tool. Yeah. Whatever it is, but they want to inject some of themselves yeah. into it. Too. They do. And I want them to inject. I want yeah. that too. I yeah. want them. I want this to represent them. So, actually, I try to get them in all of the processes. All four of the roles right. to some extent, uh, in, in client work. And that's right. tricky. That that requires. Uh, trust it requires uh, time mm-hmm. it requires there's you know part of the budget is the time that we spend doing that sort of thing right. It's not the most efficient yeah. but it is the most effective because at the end you have something that really lands right. And in that sense, it may be the most efficient like you 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 get to the end with surety right. instead of getting to the end, not knowing if you're going to have to also go back to the beginning again right and you end up doing it three or four right. times
1: and then that you have anxiety that piles on top of that and it, right. It, Sure. So oftentimes it is more efficient uh, in the end and, 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 and the, to the, slow down the whole cycle. It's yes, more efficient. yes. Per cycle, it can yes. it, it can often be it seems yeah. like dragging on right. forever and ever mm-hmm. and ever. Yeah. So that. So do you? Would you rather create with somebody
0: than by yourself? As, Dep- as it depends a, on what you a, mean by create. Yeah, right. I, I think in in the artist role. I really like at least half of it to be by myself right. because no one's distracting me and right. I can really go deep in, and and come up with something that is clever and interesting yeah, and unique.
1: Right. Uh, That's that personal expression stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I would say that... Um, I don't want to play all the roles by myself all of the time, right. yeah. personally, even though I am naturally wired for solo work right? as an introvert, as a person who likes going deep and creating unique things yeah. that my personal style. Others, Others are not like that. I yeah. mean, I've worked with creatives that are very... Open, public—you uh, know, uh, everything's on their desk right. and fine with with a lot more involvement, right? From others, but most of the time in that in the artist role, there's at least some of that time that yeah. needs to be kind of focused, heads down, solo creating. Yeah, I can't imagine
1: any way else, but I'm sure people, you know, I like making my own thing. Yeah, of course, that's a personal expression, like right. And then I want feedback. Yeah, you know, and then I want I want someone, and I, mostly I want. What I want first is someone to appreciate it first, <laughs> and then we can change it, right? <laughs> That's just me. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. So we have the judge, um, and the judge can be your, you, inside you, and it can be somebody else. It can. Right? Um, and both can be hard. Do you find that you have the necessary perspective to be your own judge?
0: I, I think it's possible to be your own judge. I do. And there's a sense in which we are all judging ourselves sure. in the process, no matter uh, what is happening. We're always looking at our work with critical eye and saying, how can right. this be better? And we're kind of editing our own work. But when you know that you have a judge, that's someone else, mm-hmm. it does free you up. And that's why teams are more effective than yeah. individuals for a lot of tasks. And, and um, Because how carefree can you really be if you're also trying to hold the standards and be ruthless and have, be controlled. I mean, you really have to split it to make it
1: work. Right. I think about writing, right? And um, I've encountered people who uh, see things as poor writing if although all the grammar is not perfect.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: And I think that's not the writing. That's the grammar.
0: Mm-hmm. It's not and, the idea. It's the expression. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, it's the... Sure. Uh, it's. It's well it, it, it's you know if the period was missing or the i wasn't sure, crossed or something sure. was misspelled it really yeah. takes away from everything and if they and if they if it's got all that then they're like it's okay. Right. It's good now. Yeah. And I'm like no it's not it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is the idea is is it, is it are the ideas good are they expressed are they clear is it clever? Yeah. Is there something unique or quirky about it? Like, Yeah.
0: yeah that, a, a bad idea perfectly expressed does not become a good idea. Right. Yeah. yeah. And to your point about teams, what we'd say in client work and in teamwork is that you either get to be the writer or the editor, but not both. Right. So pick one. Yeah. Uh, because we've got a team and we, one of the first divisions we make is, is this artist and, and uh, judge distinction.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and, that's, and that's akin to writer and editor. It In is, ways, yeah. and
0: if the if writing is the creative project, then yeah, the right. artist is the writer, right. and the judge is the it's editor. The editor, okay. mm-hmm. absolutely. All right. All right. Yeah. So, so then, what do you what do we then?
1: um, w- Give us a couple of things that you would just recommend. That's one of them, right there. So, yeah. always separate the creator, the artist, mm-hmm. the artist, and the, the judge. judge
0: are two different people. If you're on a team, if you're on a team, yeah. Okay. Sure. What's
1: another piece of advice you would have
0: for people? Here's 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 a piece of advice I would give to teams. Okay? okay. Your here's a principle is your team's product will be limited by the taste of the judge. The taste The taste of the judge will limit the success of your product. So who is the taste maker on your team? Now, in right. most teams, the leader is the taste maker, right? And this is sometimes good. Steve Jobs, and it's sometimes bad. Tim Cook. Okay. Yeah. So, so what, what, what's interesting to me about Apple is when their tastemaker leader died, mm-hmm. who took over as tastemaker leader, and the answer is it split. Johnny Ive got tastemaker, and <laughs> Tim Cook got leader. Oh. And that's I think why they've been so successful is because they didn't try to replace the tastemaker. Slash leader with one person. Okay. They found out that the, the, the people that they had in play were strong at part of that. Not right. all of that. And I think that was a huge, huge lesson for anyone who's... Now, I've seen this a lot in small companies, is that you'll have a really good designer... He's working for a CEO and the CEO has bad taste. Right. And so the designer puts out some really cool stuff that's just going to work great in the marketplace. Yeah. And the CEO just doesn't like it. And he they wants to go, he, he says, let's use papyrus font and we'll just use, I like everything centered because centered is balanced and makes, you know. So this poor designer who's trying to do stuff that's innovative and interesting is being limited by the CEO. There's only two, two outcomes here, okay? Right. <laughs> One outcome is that the designer stays on yeah. with good taste that's being crippled and tolerates the, the taste of the leader. Or the designer leaves because he feels unappreciated.
1: And he's withering.
0: And he's withering. Again.
1: What he's having to offer... Yes, is being denied his and rejected. His best work,
0: his best work yeah. is being so he has to produce, which you know is less.
1: tied to an umbilical cord. Umbilical cord, yeah. right to him, right. And so it's it's be it,
0: it feels yes. emptying. How it, full do you feel? Uh, How fulfilled are you in your job? Right, right, When your CEO with bad taste is only approving the stuff right, right. that he like. So the lesson for leader is this: if you are not the one with the best taste, then delegate that. Right. It's still okay to be the leader without that, being the tastemaker how do you know? Oh, like, you know, Do you know, you know. Do, do you
1: think some people know? I mean,
0: I think some people just don't know they have bad taste. Well, that's true, but you can find out. I mean, you can, you can, you yeah. can, that's not hard. You, yeah. you go to critics and say, yeah. you know, a, B or C. Right. And right. it's it, yeah. all you need is a critic, yeah. which I, isn't even an
1: internal part of your yeah. team. I used to work for a company. Our website was just horrendous. And the owner thought it was fabulous. Yeah. And <laughs> And we gave her gentle feedback, but she thought it was so wonderful for so long. Yeah. And finally, somebody from the outside, she got enough somebody from the outside saying, yeah. this is something you really need to change. Right.
0: So the person yeah. is just not listening yeah. to their team right. when they say that. So they may not hear that message. Yeah. But when someone who matters to them yeah. comes and says, oh, I was going to hire you, but I looked at your website and I thought, if that's the care and taste of your company, oh. Uh, I'm not sure that you're going to care enough about me right. to make this right. engagement worthwhile.
1: So, so not only do you need to separate the, the uh, role of designer and, and, uh, actually in designer and, and judge or, or right, artist and judge, but maybe you ought to employ and get feedback from multiple judges to check, have reality checks.
0: Uh, the reality check could be intern if it's internal, it's the right. judge. If right. it's external, it's the critics. So, yeah,
1: so I'm saying so you yep. have to get
0: some critics mm-hmm. involved. Sure. And and saying how else us do. Yep. It's pretty simple actually. Yeah. It may not be what you want to hear. Right. But it's pretty easy feedback to get. Right. You know, tell, look yeah. at this website and tell me what you think. I get that request all right. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So don't hold if you're the leader, don't be holding your team back by your poor taste. Yeah. That's the blunt way to say it.
1: Or by anything that's not your Yeah. Your your thing.
0: Put the best tastemaker in the judge role and see what right. happens. Your right. your team will thank you.
1: So there you have it, folks. We've gone through our explorer, we've gone through our artist, and we've talked about our judge. And very soon we'll be talking about our warrior. Arr. We'll see you then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks everyone for listening to WorkWise, the growth mindset for wisdom at work. And if you're listening to this and thinking, gosh, I could really use a creativity workshop and someone to help me with my team to be more creative and productive so we can innovate, why don't you head on over to creativitylabs.us and connect with us. We'd love to help you out.